0: Welcome to Podcast Monetization Tips. If you're an online coach, consultant, or service provider looking to learn how to leverage a podcast to grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's kick off this episode with an inspiring success story from one of my past clients that is applying the exact same methods that I'm teaching you here in this limited series podcast. Coaching with Adam was so much fun. I saw a ton of improvement and growth in our podcast, the Dangerous Creatives podcast. Our guests are loving the coaching episodes, which was an encouragement from Adam. And we've seen our downloads go up a lot too. Not only that, but we have um, booked paid sponsors, been growing our coaching programs, and um, yeah, it's just really nice to feel like you have a friend in your corner, so Definitely, definitely recommend working with Adam if you are starting to grow your podcast. He is just such good energy to have around, and I always felt motivated and inspired after our coaching calls. What's up, pod pals? Welcome to Podcast Monetization Tips. It's your buddy, Adam. And in this episode, we're talking about three podcast audience growth strategies that actually work. You'll hear a lot of tips, uh, but these are three strategies that have actually worked for me for different types of niches, uh, with my health podcast, with my business podcast, and these have worked for pretty much every client I've ever worked with. So pretty good track record, all right? Three specific strategies, looking at, at three different pillars. One pillar of podcast growth and marketing is social media. Another one is paid ads. Another one is leveraging other people's podcasts, all right? So right? Let's talk about social media marketing first and just marketing in general. Uh, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but I've never gotten into the nitty gritty uh, details so far in this series. And this is my 72 hour marketing window strategy. So when I release a podcast episode, so a podcasting business school, I put out new episodes on Tuesdays. That's my first episode of the week. Uh, I look at a 72 hour marketing window and my goal is to release five promotional assets within 72 hours. Now, why the 72 hours you ask? Great question. Uh, There is an algorithmic sweet spot within the major podcast player apps like Apple and Spotify. And it works just like social media. So if I put up something on Instagram and it's a new post and I get a lot of comments and likes and activity in there, then Instagram shows that to more people the same thing happens with podcast episodes. A new episode, is like a new Instagram post. It's new content. And the more people that are listening to that, the, the podcast player app is like, wow, this is activity. I need to share this with more people that are searching you know, our keywords or whatever. So there is a 72 hour window that each episode is considered new. And if we have more people listening in that 72 hour window, the podcast player apps will share it to more people. All right. So it extends our organic reach and growth, which is very important. So five assets within 72 hours. So for me on podcasting business school, I released an episode on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, I will put up a carousel post on Instagram with four top takeaways. Then in the evening, I'm usually going live talking about uh, some sort of through line topic. Then Wednesday morning, I do my um, newsletter where I will mention and link to the the current episode. That's uh, marketing asset number three. Then I'll have some sort of Instagram reel uh, on Wednesday, which is marketing asset number four. And then I'll have either another carousel post or I will do another Instagram reel on Thursday morning. That is marketing asset number five. And... That hits our goal. Now you can do different assets. What you have to watch out for is some people will go, oh, I did a video and I posted it on five social media platforms. That is one asset posted on five platforms. We need five individual unique marketing assets. So a video, a quote card, uh, a carousel post, a um, you know, an email blast, a live stream. Those are all different marketing assets. We need five of those per episode in the first 72 hours. If you right now if you are like a traditional podcast marketing strategy is, you know, just kind of drip it out over the week and then you roll into the next episode. But what I'm saying is compress all of that into the first 72 hours and you'll get much better results, right? That is the first strategy that works. The second strategy is a paid ad platform Uh, called Overcast, overcast overcast.fm. That is the website, overcast.fm forward slash ads. You can place banner ads on the Overcast podcast app, which it's a listening app, just like Apple or Spotify. And they've got millions of downloads running through this app. It's a very popular app with Android users. And um, you can go on overcast.fm forward slash ads and you'll see an ad platform. Uh, there's like a chart that has all different podcast niche topics like true crime, sports, business, education, spirituality, health, whatever. Same as all the ones that were are listed in. You can look at the category and then they will say, if you place an ad, it's going to cost $500 or $1,000 or $120 or whatever. It's, uh, it's daily volume-based, demand-based pricing. So as people buy more ads, the price goes up because they only allow five ads running on their platform per category. So as those are taken up, it'll eventually close out and you can't place an ad in that category until one of those spots opens up. They're 30-day ads, so they run for 30 days and they start immediately, all right? Now, when you look at each category, you can not only see the current price, which again, changes daily um, and it, it swings wildly. Like I've bought ads in the, uh, the business category for $400, and I've seen them as high as $2,000. So that's how large of a swing you can see uh, based off of demand. But you'll see how many, uh, these are banner ads, so you can see how many people typically will get exposed to that banner um, in that niche. You'll see how many people typically tap on it, and then how many subscribers actually hit the subscribe button. like Hit the subscribe button that is tracked, which is great. So maybe they'll say, hey, uh, the typical ad in this category will get 25 to 50 New subscribers. So, those are subscribers, not downloads. So, for the person that's doing 20 downloads per episode and they've got 50 episodes, all of a sudden you add 50 subscribers that are listening and starting to binge on multiple episodes. You just added hundreds of downloads per episode. So, this is a great way to get to that first benchmark that we talked about of 125 downloads per episode. So, um, a goal to shoot for on this platform specifically will be paying less than $7 per new subscriber. So they'll say, hey, this is going to be, um, you know, you're going to get between 25 and 45 new subscribers. Here's the price per new subscriber our average person is, is seeing. And it might be like $20 per new subscriber or $10. But if it drops below seven based off of the current price, I would jump on that if that's your category. Now, we also want to look outside of our category. So obviously my category, I mainly focus on business or education. I do pretty well with that with my show, Podcasting Business School. But I'll run ads in sports. I'll run ads in true crime. I'll run ads in news. I'll run ads in comedy because I find that my listeners, basically I ask my listeners, I go outside of business podcasts, what other kinds of podcasts do you listen to? Because I want to find more people like you. And these are the categories that they tell me. You know, true crime, comedy, news, sports. So I run ads in those categories because those are types of podcasts that my ideal listeners slash ideal clients are actually listening to. So talk to your clients, talk to your listeners and go, hey, outside of my niche. What other categories of podcasts are you listening to? And you can run ads because some of those, like the sports category is always way less expensive than the business category. I ran a sports ad for like 120 bucks, got 50 new subscribers. Awesome. Great return on investment there. All right. Great price. So look at overcast.fm forward slash ads. And what I would recommend, pro tip, don't buy an ad as soon as you go on there because you can be like, oh my God, I got to grab this category. Kind of set up three to four target categories that you want to watch and watch them daily for at least a week. Look at the price fluctuations, look at what's going up, look at what's going down in price, and then purchase an ad if it makes sense. If you can hit that $7 or less cost per acquisition for a new subscriber in one of your target categories, right? So don't jump on it right away. Sit back, wait. Also, another pro tip, uh, if a category is full, they give you the option to hit a button that says alert me uh, or something like that, like alert me when this opens up, don't hit that because that just drives the price up even further as that wait list, so to speak, builds up, the price just goes up. So don't hit that button, don't hit the notify me button, just check it every day and you can save a bunch of money and save the rest of it's a bunch of money by not driving the price up on accident. So that is the second uh, podcast audience growth strategy that is working and has worked for me for a very long time. Now, the third one is with podcast guesting. And we all know a great way to grow your show is to be a guest on other people's shows. But people go about this really, really wrong. We send these spammy messages or we hire, even worse, we hire a PR agency to spend, send extra spammy messages about why we're the best guest for, for them. And I get lots and lots and lots of these every single day. And hilariously, a lot of them don't even address me as Adam. Like I had one that that was written to Amanda and they sent three different emails. Amanda, you know, we've got the perfect guest for you. Why aren't you answering our email? And like little they know, like maybe they got my name mixed up or they're talking to the wrong person. I don't know. So don't do any of that. That's a big waste of time, in my opinion. But I do have a strategy that I used with my health podcast where I was a guest on 50 of the top 200 ranked health podcasts in the Apple podcast rankings within a year. 50 of the top 200. And the strategy is this. I looked at that top 200 rankings list. You can see the top rankings list on Apple and Spotify. It's not hard to find. And I started at the back edge, like number 190 to 200. And I looked and I said, all right, Which out of these shows are solid shows that are still producing content that I think I would be a great guest on, but they would also be a great guest for me. And I would single out, I would just do this once per week. Look at that segment of 10, starting with 190 to 200, the back edge of the rankings. And I go, all right, maybe there's two or three that fit the bill. I would reach out to them and go, hey, I would love to have you on on my show. That's in the title of the email, by the way. Um, That will get way more opens than... I'm your next best guest. Uh, It's, I would love to have you as a guest on my podcast. People are going to open that because they don't know you can, you know, be some major show that, that wants them. And honestly, I don't think anybody should say no to anybody uh, inviting them on their, their podcast, unless it's a total bad fit audience wise. Like for me, as an example, if you've got a business marketing, social media, even like parenting based show, I feel like that is a great fit for me. Uh, I'm not going, I'm not guessing on health podcasts anymore because I kind of retired that, that brand. And I, I sold that comp- that podcast and I'm, I'm out of that. So, um, just as an example of like, what's a good fit, what's a bad fit. So anyway, um, so you go and you invite however many makes sense out of that batch of 10 that week. And you send those emails out there, a certain percentage will say, yes, I would love to come on your show. Cool. We have them on, we have them on for a great interview. And about half the time I would get invited, uh, as a guest on their show at, by the end of the interview, if I didn't, I would say, Hey, when this episode goes live, here's the date that's going to be live. I would love to do a follow-up live Instagram and bring you on to connect you to my audience even more. Cool. Like everybody says yes to that too. Then we do an Instagram live. If I did an interview with them on my show and did an Instagram live eight times out of 10, I would get invited on their show. So I'm inviting all these people that are top 200 ranked podcasts, and I'm making friends. I'm adding value at least once, maybe twice, maybe more than that. And not only am I getting invited on their show, I've developed business partnerships. Uh, I'm speaking to masterminds. Like I'm speaking on stages because of these invites. So this is so much more of an effective strategy than spammy emails saying, Hey, I'd be a great guest on your show. Here's why like playing the long game, adding value first, making friends, building an actual relationship and just playing that long tail game. It works. It worked for me and it'll work for you. So that is the third strategy that will work. If you want to be a guest on more shows now, I'm not huge on having a bunch of guests on my show podcast and business school. Like I, I very rarely do that. Like I stick pretty tight to my two thirds content rule where, you know, two thirds of my content, I'm positioned as the expert. That means only one third of the time, one third of the episodes I can have a guest on, but I will be very strategic with those guests. I'll be like, do they have a podcast? If they don't have a podcast, probably not going to have them on unless they are doing something incredible and amazing that my audience needs to know about that would benefit podcasters. But if they don't have a podcast I think I could be on, they're probably not going to get on, all right? So even if uh, you aren't going like, to have tons and tons of guests, which I, I recommend against as service providers, that's not a great strategy for us. Um, but maybe you do a little workshop series where you feature some other podcasters for a week or something like that, and you do five interviews, and these are all five shows that you want to get on, And you make friends and see what happens, right? So those are three audience growth strategies that are working for myself, that are working for my podcast coaching clients. Uh, I'm good at helping people sort this out, all right? This is a big part of what we cover in various offers. Like my podcasting business accelerator, again, we've got a sale going on. You can use the promo code biz500, B-I-Z 500, Save 500 bucks on either the do it yourself course with the podcasting business accelerator course or the hybrid coaching program, where you also get the course plus six one on one coaching sessions with me. This is the best program as far as getting plugged into me helping you out and helping you things go next level with your business. All right, that's it for this episode. We're winding down the series. I've got uh, a great episode coming up for you next. You're going to love it. And I can't wait. So I'm going to send you out into the world, wishing you health, happiness, and many downloads. We'll see you on the next episode.